We have entered into the fourth and final Sunday and week of Advent. It's Mass. The church directs us, and during this week, this liturgical week, to take one more step back. Take one more step back before we celebrate the great mystery of our Lord's nativity. This coming of the Lord, where he comes in the flesh and is born to the world. The church says, soon, not yet. Soon, not yet. And it's difficult to stay in the season of Advent. Very difficult. In our culture, it's, we see so much things going on around us that kind of wants to take and put us outside of the Advent season and right into Christmas. There's so many things that have been going on for the last few months with stores being decorated for Christmas, the trees being put up, all the lights, even with the beautiful snowfall that seems to never end. It looks like this morning it stopped finally. But it is beautiful out. It really puts us in the Christmas spirit. And that's a good thing. But the church says, not yet. Not yet. And in many ways, we get stressed during this time. Children, they're ready. Children are ready for Christmas. It's easier with a simple heart, with a beautiful, pure heart, to be ready for Christmas. But for adults, a lot of times, and I know myself, because I haven't started my Christmas shopping yet, it's a lot of stress for many of us. It's a stressful season, a time of um, worry, a time of sometimes at the last minute, knowing that you're not prepared for the things that we have to do to celebrate this feast so worthily and well. For many people who have lost loved ones during the season, it can bring back really painful memories of the Christmas season missing a loved one. So this season can be very difficult for a lot of people. I heard some coworkers a couple days ago saying, you know, I just wish Christmas was over. Isn't that a sad reflection on our hearts? Not all of us, of course, but for many of us, we just want it to be over. The Lord, the church is saying, no, don't worry, come back. Let's contemplate what's going on here in the season of Advent. So when Christmas comes, we're not throwing out the Christmas tree on the 26th. We're saying, no, I want to just be in the Christmas season for how long it goes and just enjoy it and ponder the mystery, ponder the mystery and the joy. The season of Advent here, we, for the first couple weeks, we look at the second coming of our Lord, when he will return in glory, when he will re- return in glory at the end of time. And then we move towards the latter part of Advent and we look for the first coming, the nativity. And in this tension and being in the world, we might lose our sense of the awe and wonder of what actually happened in this nativity that we'll be celebrating next weekend. This amazing mystery of God coming in the flesh, being born as an infant, 
and how amazing that is to actually be able to contemplate and just take that in, this mystery that God would want to come in the flesh and be among us to save us. This gospel that we have today helps us bring it back. Bring it back to the awe and wonder of the mystery of our Lord coming in the flesh. This gospel is about St. Joseph and the Annunciation to St. Joseph. A lot of times when we think of the Annunciation, we think of Our Lady. Our Lady there, the angel Gabriel, comes from heaven and says, O highly favored one, God has something in store for you. You've been chosen to be the mother of God. Will you say yes? Of course, Our Lady does say yes. And she becomes the mother of God. And she conceives at that moment. This gospel is the Annunciation to St. Joseph. And it's a very beautiful thing. And I think it should help us understand the awe and wonder of this mystery. Nine months before the Nativity. The conception of our Lord in that time frame. And what was going on with St. Joseph also. We have the situation here. He is concerned. He is, has his wife, Mary, as betrothed. The Jews had a different custom than what, we're con- what we have now for weddings and for marriages. So St. Joseph and Our Lady are betrothed. It's the first step of marriage. It's a covenant between both parties. It is a binding agreement that there will be married, that there will be a marriage ceremony. So this betrothal is considered for them to be both spouses. St. Joseph and Our Lady have not lived together. That was the custom in betrothal. So they make this agreement, it, they have um, a little ceremony, and then they live apart, and the woman lives with her f- parents for up to a year. So after this year, then they would have a marriage ceremony, and then they would live together and consummate the marriage. So this has not happened at this point, but it is still a marriage. They're betrothed. St. Joseph, and we're not sure how he finds out, but he finds out Our Lady is pregnant. And he knows it's not his. He knows he is not the father. I'm sure, depending on how St. Joseph found out, this must have caused great anxiety for St. Joseph. He knows that his wife-to-be is beautiful, innocent, amazing, loving, perfect in every way, the most perfect spouse you can ever ask for, and he finds out that she is pregnant. All his plans, all his dreams for his life with his spouse have changed in an instant. He's probably filled with an anxiety that we find it hard to imagine. Some of the church fathers, and I think the most brilliant church fathers, speak 
about this situation of St. Joseph and speak about his decision to divorce her. Because he decided to divorce her and not go undergo a trial. Now, at one point in Jewish history, if someone was unwed and was pregnant and unfaithful, they could be stoned to death. Now, in this point of Jewish history, they would simply go a trial, a public trial, to embarrass the woman as an adulterer. She would be an outcast. So St. Joseph decides not to do that. He's a just man, a righteous man. That's what the gospel says. But some of the church fathers say this is the explanation of why Joseph would divorce her. Not because he believed that she was an adulterer. He knows her. He loves her. He knows she's perfect. She's the most perfect creation since Eve. Instead, the church fathers say, St. Joseph saw something in her, and out of humility, he said, I'm not worthy to be her spouse. I will send her away quietly, because I am not worthy to be the foster father of the Lord. And I am not worthy to be the husband of Our Lady. This is the awe and wonder and reverence and pious belief that St. Joseph had in his heart towards Our Lady, towards this little infant in her womb. He knows, perhaps because she told him what happened, that God came among her and influenced the situation because of her yes to God. That he is so filled with awe and wonder, he says, I'm not worthy. This is reminiscent in many ways of what we should be filled with when we think of the Christian mysteries. This coming Christmas season, where God would take flesh and come among us. Are we filled with that same awe and wonder and reverence? We come to Mass. We have holy sacrifice of the Mass. God coming to us on the altar. Before we receive Holy Communion, we say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. That's the same type of awe and wonder we should be filled about everything in our spiritual life. That God would be so loving that he would do these things for us. St. Joseph filled with this awe and wonder. Christmas coming up. Are we filled with that same awe and wonder over the mysteries of our faith? This is a challenge. It is a challenge we're faced with. Do we have the same awe and wonder that St. Joseph has? This week, this last full week that we have this year before Christmas, take some time. Take some quiet time. Set aside the stresses. Set aside the anxieties. Set aside all the distractions. Take some quiet time really consider what God has done for us 
in becoming man, dwelling among us, living amongst us like all of us, dying for our sins, rising, instituting a church, instituting sacraments to give us grace, and returning at the end of days. This is the mysteries of our faith, to be filled with awe and wonder. Take time this week. Take time to be filled with that same awe and wonder for the day of Christmas. Thank <laughs> you.